Hello, friends. Welcome to the Brave School Podcast. I am so thrilled to welcome our next guest. We met right here in the heart of Knoxville, Tennessee, where uh, I am based. Uh, we met at a creative conference called the Maker City Go Figure, learning and exploring our identities as creative entrepreneurs in the same space together. I'm so thrilled to also welcome Kat as our new resident herbalist. She and I have have been working together for literally months since the beginning of July to craft something really special that I cannot wait to announce to you all in due time, in due time. The cat is just a wonderful, bright-hearted person, a bright-hearted being. She is a courageous dreamer, a weaver, a dabbler in all things circus She's a lover of plants. She's a big fan of giggles and an enthusiastic student of life. As an herbalist, massage therapist, and yoga and aerial fabrics instructor, Kat strives to facilitate shifts toward an empowering sense of wholeness. She believes in the healing power of expressive movement, the gravity of intuition, and the transformative magic of vulnerability. I'm so thrilled to welcome my sister and Brave School's new resident herbalist, Kat Itz, to this space. Also, fellow Gemini and thrilling, colorful manifesting generator, welcome Kat. Enjoy this interview. Welcome to the Brave School Podcast. We explore the intersection between entrepreneurship, mysticism, and creative courage through human-centered curiosity and storytelling. This podcast is narrative medicine for the wild-hearted artist and entrepreneur who longs to show all the way up to their creative process. We hope you enjoy. All right, here we are again. Welcome, 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 Brave School folks. Today on the podcast, we have Kat Itz, and Kat is a wonderful storyteller, herbalist. She is a wonderful guide for those who are ready to be connected back into their bodies and their spirits. I've experienced some of her magic in so many ways, some of her whimsy in so many ways. And I um, would love to invite you to listen and hear her goodness and take it in and accept all that she is as we accept all that you are. Kat, why don't you tell us about yourself? Tell us a little bit about your background and who you are and all that good stuff. Yeah, well, first I want to say I'm really excited to be here talking with you, and thank you for saying all those kind things about me. <laughs> My background, hard to know where to begin, I guess, but I guess I grew up in New Jersey in a suburb of New York City, so yeah, just what I, I grew up in suburbia, and it's it's been really interesting for me to kind of just watch the way that my path has unfolded and how even though I didn't grow up around a lot of nature, it has been like such a cool journey finding my way back to nature spaces. And I think regardless of where any of us grow up or where we're born or who our families are, we all have this 
one thing in common, which is we are of the earth. And I think we're constantly moving towards that. Or for me, I've been constantly moving towards that. And so, yeah, anyways, I grew up in a suburb and I kind of knew that I didn't, that it wasn't for me. I, I knew that like I wasn't where I was meant to be and kind of in this like almost stubborn childish way, I've always stuck to my intuition. And I think it's proven to be really powerful for me. And I've traveled a lot and in traveling I have, I've learned about myself and about other people. And anyways, when I've been on quite a journey. And in a professional way, it's led me to holistic health and healing. I love that. Thank you for sharing. I feel like there's so many things in that that we can explore together and share with our listeners, especially like, you know, that stubborn intuition piece and the willingness to trust yourself, despite, you know, maybe all of the narratives around you that say, well, that's not necessarily a life that will lead you to success or whatever, whatever we think success is in America. (laughs) We can laugh about it. And leading you into like just being with and convening with plants as like a real life earth fairy goddess (laughs) creature. (laughs) Um, I love that on your Instagram, a lot of times you talk about how you talk to your plants and how they talk back. (laughs) How did you stumble upon that? And what is that process like for you? Yeah, so I think that the first time, I was living in Albuquerque at, at, at a point in my journey and I'd finished massage school and I was practicing as a massage therapist. And I was, that the whole experience of massage school really opened my eyes to all of the different avenues that one can go down to come home to themselves and to start to heal themselves. Mm -hmm. And I took one of, one of the avenues that popped up was, Oh, like, wow, you can use plants as medicine. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. And I took a class at the community college there that was all about plant medicine and medicine making specifically. And I loved it. I loved how hands-on it was. I remember one of the first days the teacher came in and brought this huge pile of fresh lemon balm that she'd harvested from her, from her garden. And like, I didn't know, I'd never even heard of lemon balm before, which is funny now because it's so much a part of my world now. But we made a tincture and I was like, wow, this is literal magic alchemy. You can take something from your garden you can find a way to preserve it and extract the medicinal qualities from it and you can use it for yourself and you can use it for other people. So anyways, that was kind of my first introduction to plant medicine. And then a few years down the line, I went to, it's a school called Herbalism Roots and it was a 500 hour program in herbalism. So learning all about the constituents of plants and how to ID plants and how to make medicines and how the human body works on like a cellular level. And so we talked about all different kinds of things in that training, but one of the things was flower essences and kind of learning to, instead of reading a book and the book saying, oh, 
lemon balm is a gentle nervine. It is safe for these people and contraindicated for these people. Instead of that information, which is really important information, mm. having a more personal relationship with the plant itself. And we do something called plant sits. I remember we went into the woods to do a big plant ID and maybe harvest some plants. And something that was always a part of that was sitting with a plant before you went to harvest it and making a connection with it. Mm. And, and that always resonated, but I, there was a part of me that felt like, ooh, that sounds awesome and I love that. But that's not, I'm not sure if that's accessible to me. Like, do I need to have some type of, like, am I evolved enough to do that? Mm -hmm. Am I disconnected? Am I too disconnected to be able to do that? Because I think there's so much of our culture right now is logic brain, right? It's like, oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's awesome that it is in a lot of ways because we need critical thinking. Um, yes, we do. <laughs> but um, there's also a piece with being in connection to the earth where it really allows you or it allowed me and I believe it can allow everyone to trust themselves and know that literally every living thing is in relation to everything else yeah. and just like I would talk to a new person that I don't know mm -hmm. I would stop. I would turn my body towards them. I would listen to what they had to say. I might ask clarifying questions. I would ask and I would listen and I would be in communication with that mm -hmm. human being. And that feels totally normal because we're used to interacting with humans. But I've been really excited about using those same tools for communication with the oh, yeah. plant world. And so anyways, I was introduced to that very early on and it didn't, it felt like, oh, I don't know, this is like kind of hokey, but I've come back to it in over the last couple of years and it has been really powerful for me. That's amazing, Kat. So many people who are in the Brave School community are healers and are like plant medicine makers, which has been really surprising to me, but also so thrilling. And even Kate, who is on our team, she is currently going through herbal school right now. So she's like getting some of that training and that listening to plants. And something that you said kind of reminded me of one of my favorite teachers, spiritual teachers, who I think a lot of people in our community follow her. Her name is Miriam Hasna. And she identifies um, back in her Akashic record, she has this memory of her being a fairy goddess, which I think is so radical. <laughs> I think it's so rad that she's identified that way. Can you um, tell me a little bit more about how you have maybe navigated some of your own histories, maybe, or like maybe like what part, like what are there deeper parts of you that connect with the earth and with plants? say like through your Akashic records or maybe through like your own spirit and divine. Tell us about that. <laughs> so part of my connection to, like I think the natural world is yes for people who identify as like medicine makers, you know. But to me, I think I was, okay, I'm gonna take it a step back. Last year I went to the 
Maker City Summit here in Knoxville, which I was one of the first times that I was introduced to you. But there were so many speakers talking about, okay, how do, like, what is your mission? What are you actually trying to do with your business? Because sometimes being a business owner, you can lose sight of the reason why you started your, mm -hmm. your business. And I think for me, it's not been, oh my gosh, plant medicine is the end all be all of everything. This is the only <laughs> right. thing that matters. It's really been a place where I can use my magic that, and when I say magic, I mean like the things that light me up, the parts that, it, the, the parts of me that really feel good. I think what we're all trying to do is just share a part of ourselves and yeah. be heard and make an impact. So plant medicine is a way for me to do something that is fun for me. And also in following my own dreams, I hope to inspire other people to do that. And I think in order to make your dreams happen, you need to find whatever it is that makes your heart beat. And so for me, I don't know, I think I, there's so many different parts of me. Like, sure, I'm a fairy. I'm a cauldron witch. I love it. <laughs> I don't know if I have like some some like name that I identify with, but mm -hmm. I feel so like multifaceted and actually quite scattered in my interests and yeah. where I'm putting my energy. I love that. I really deeply love that. And I love that you spoke to the the multifaceted parts of you that really you do really light up on several different strains of interest and i think it's so freaking cool how they all convene in this being called cat <laughs> <laughs> and all of it is just so delightful too to experience and to witness especially through uh, some of your work through your company, Big Bright Circle, through your body work, like being a recipient of your magic through body work has like, been so like deeply like shifting for me through Reiki and massage. So you really are, you embody this healer archetype, but also it seems like you have a very healthy relationship with your inner healer. You're mm -hmm. like, your self-trust is like on point to the point where you're, I can sense that you're not taking on what isn't yours, but you are simply like the witness for people radically owning themselves, which is so much about what we're about at Brave School and why I'm super excited to uh, have you on as our resident herbalist, right? <laughs> That's so sweet. And I, I think that it's so interesting the way that, that we all project outward as humans. Mm -hmm. And I like so much of what you speak about is letting your voice be heard. And I think that it is really hard when we are not only human beings with personal lives and personal relationships, we are, a lot of us are entrepreneurs or we have right. big ideas and we want to make an impact. And part of trusting yourself and part of following your intuition, like, mm -hmm. it's not always pretty. <laughs> it is painful oftentimes. Yes. It's confusing. Yeah. And for me, it's been important to realize that failure and 
falling on your face Ooh. and sounding really stupid <laughs> is really important and it's part of the process because it makes us human. It connects us not only to ourselves as whole humans, um, but to each other. And mm. one of the reasons that my business is called Big Bright Circle is because I'm really obsessed with the, the imagery and the symbol of what a circle is. And again, this comes back to the theme of connecting to the earth. Our lives are in the round. Everything is cyclical. In order for a circle to exist, there is, it's like the moon, there's darkness and there is light. Mm. Um, so I think so often we as human beings want to strive towards perfection. We want to strive and reach towards the light. I don't think there's any way to fully encompass our own light mm -hmm. without acknowledging and sitting with the pain and confusion of the of our own darkness oh my gosh yes <laughs> and and that's not easy no <laughs> like even the language sounds flowery it's like oh you have to just sit with your darkness <laughs> <laughs> i'm like thinking about corpse bride right now like that's me and my darkness like full on <laughs> like <Yeah>. what <laughs> you know what I'm saying like it yeah. is not cute to be <laughs> like the shadow is not cute it's poetic sometimes sometimes mm -hmm. if you're a poetic yeah. person and you can like derive poetics from a shit show more power <laughs> to you and the world but sometimes it's like for real a shit show and that's part of it because this is one of those things where I feel like in the business world and entrepreneurial world and digital marketing, branding, there's this big push to, you know, make it till you make it, appear to have it all together. Like, you know, be, get, be clean, do all the, <laughs> you and I are sitting here laughing like that is not for real. <laughs> no. Anybody who's like, 100% of the time they're like, get it goddess, like, you got this all the time, like, I'm just like, no, no, that's not, maybe that's not my frequency, I don't know, maybe my frequency isn't vibing high today, that's okay, like, it's a part of it, and I love that you spoke to that, because, like, why else would we, we need people like you who know how to talk to plants, and know how to get the plants to talk to us to let us humans know it's like hey it's okay it's okay like it's super okay like you have to die tiny deaths every day yes in order to yes. be who you fully are and we're to really blossom and be like yes. that plants like <laughs> yeah. you're so okay with death <laughs> yes they are and that's the thing like the nature of the seasons i me personally, I am like a sun worshiper. I am of the summer 100%. So there is the part of me that's like, can't we always be in bloom? Like that has to be possible, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Not. And as we move into the fall, we're starting to see the process of dying back is both beautiful and intense. You know, like things, things change. You take a walk through the woods or you don't even have to be in the woods if there's a pile of leaves that have just fallen off of a tree. 
and you start to use your senses, mm-hmm. you'll hear your feet walking and making that crunch. You'll smell like, like a, the freshness of new decay, you know, yes. like it's almost, it's almost beautiful. Like this, yes. how it, that's part of the process. And a few months from now in the middle of winter, it's like, we're going to look around and there's going to be a lot of gray. And, and that is the parts of ourselves that are like, hey, you can't always be blooming. And it's really important to look at the stuff that's maybe cold or uncomfortable and, and listen to yourself enough to find ways to sit with it. So if you're, you know, it's the winter time and you're cold, what do you do? Like you put a blanket on, you make a fire, you, you make soups, you start to find ways to cope. And there are ways to do that for our spirit selves also, right? Like that's our physical and emotional bodies. Like I need to call a friend, I need to eat soup, I need to wear warm clothes or put a hat on. Mm-hmm. But how do you do that for your spirit? And I think there's a lot of medicine to be found in being in communication with yourself and, and yes. using allies. Like maybe it's plant medicine, but maybe it is dancing or maybe it is finding your breath but we all need to have ways to make it through the seasons of our lives. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. I, and I love that too. The, the funny thing is that at the time that we were recording this, just the day before, I went to Lowe's to go and find some flowers that don't die in the winter time <laughs> so that I can put them on my porch. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Talk about resisting the shift and the change. And you know what? I did find some flowers, Montauk daisies. They're awesome. And they're really pretty and white. They kind of look like echinacea. But I don't know if they're going to die or not by like my own lack of watering. (laughs) Because I've told you about that. Or if they're going to die from the cold. And you know what? I bought them anyway because I just accepted that, you know what? however this cranks out it's gonna be okay like I I know that's like a really like super it's not super deep to say that (laughs) but it is we have mechanisms in this wild world and putting beautiful things around us and finding joy in in living things yes that's the best magic Oh my gosh. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I hope they stay alive. Um, I'm sure they will stay alive as long as they uh, need to. Oh my gosh. Kat, so tell me a little bit more about your specific journey towards self-trust. Your maybe a pitfall that you experienced that led you here, that spiraled you out like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz and put you on the yellow brick road. I want to hear about some of that if you feel comfortable sharing. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I, th- I think that the times when I make the bravest decisions and when I say bravest decisions are the ones where I feel like I need to hit rock bottom sometimes before Mm. I make a truly brave decision. And that's happened enough times where I'm like, hey, why don't I just start making brave decisions on a more regular basis Mm. before I hit rock bottom? But I'm thinking about, this was right after I started making herbal medicine professionally and I was living in Northern Idaho and it's really cold there 
and I was in a relationship that was like this beautiful relationship where I felt really held and so supported and like I'd grown a lot and there was also this part of me that was like you this isn't right I don't know why but it's not it wasn't like anything outwardly said like bad leave but there was just this part of me that was intuition that I it, I couldn't make I was like something's not right and something needs to change and I don't want to listen because mm. things are I want I want to make things work and just before that I'd had someone really close to me die in a traumatic way and I was just like really in the in the depths of my sorrows and yeah really sitting with some deep demons and I think all of the starting the business was I honestly didn't really think it would go anywhere. I was like, well, I don't know what I'm doing with my life, so I just want to do this. Uh, and I finally hit a point in that relationship where I was like, I literally can't take this winter season of my life anymore. Like, I, I need to change something. And, and I up and moved for really no reason to Knoxville, Tennessee, where I live now, and I've been here for four years, and it's been pretty magical. But it was like, I didn't, I'd, I'd driven through Knoxville one time. Mm. I didn't know what it was, but I'd met a person in a continuing education massage course who was like, who was from Knoxville. And I sent her a message and I was like, what's Knoxville like? And I looked it up on Wikipedia and I saw like really boring statistics about <laughs> population and things uh. like that. And, and I started crying and it was, I mean, there was nothing emotional about it. It was just fact. But I was like, I'm crying like there's something, yep, I need to go there. And I moved here and it has been so amazing watching all of the relationships that have blossomed and I, I can't even begin to explain all of the magic that has yeah. opened up to me here. And so it was like those moments where you're like, I don't know what to do. I have to do something mm -hmm. and even though my intuition doesn't make any logical sense and my heart and my mind want to fight against it, trusting in those moments and listening and mm -hmm. trusting that even if you fall flat on your face, which of course like that happened a few times since I moved here, yeah. that it's going to be okay. And I think like trusting, making big decisions. You don't have to like move across the country to, to make a brave decision. Making mm -hmm. a brave decision to me is listening to yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <sighs> You've you got me thinking about all the big old brave intuitive hits that I've had in my world. And mm -hmm. I feel encouraged listening to you because I know I fell flat. I've fallen on my face so many times <laughs> so it's been so embarrassing you know <laughs> just like thinking about honest and I'm not embarrassed anymore but like just thinking about all the times and all all was all that was required to get here and then hearing you talk about this and I'm like yep that's resonant that's familiar like following an intuitive hit when it doesn't make any logical sense and you don't have all the details that you need to justify why you need to like take that leap and make the move. But when you make it, 
all of it starts to make sense. It all starts to fall into place. All the details reveal themselves as they need to, to show you, hey, like, I'm so glad that you listened. I'm so glad that you listened to your body. I'm so glad that you listened to your spirit because you're now in a place where you can bloom and be who you are. And also you're in a place where you can allow the, the parts of you that no longer serve you, whatever that means to anyone listening, to have a graceful death, to die, to go back into the soil and fertilize the earth. Yes. Yes. I love that imagery. Mm. Um, Uh, One of the biggest times that I remember meeting you, and honestly, I think it was not long after we met at the Maker City Summit, because I live here in Knoxville too, and that's where Kat and I have met. I think it was when we were about to go on tour in the circus together. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise! Every multifashionate person is welcome in this space. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about um, how you integrate like your work in the circus, your body work, your, the herbs that you develop and create with the earth. I would love to know how that works for you in your mind and body space. Yeah, well, for me, my journey into the circus was very much kind of by accident. I have a background in yoga. And so I've always just been really interested in the mind-body-spirit connection. And one of the main things that I, that my goals are when I work with yoga clients or students is learning your own autonomy through body awareness and learning to use your breath as a tool mm-hmm. and so that has i mean that is like a whole can of worms to open up but <laughs> but i feel like through my yoga practice i was I, be, I became really connected to okay how do i actually exist in relationship with my body in a way that feels really kind mm-hmm. so people are always like yoga teachers like the flowery yoga teacher language it's like and now send your breath into your belly or (laughs) what does that mean notice what happens when you press into your fingertips right like they're constantly giving you Mm. to listen to your body and that's been really powerful for me because you can so you can hear a question like that and be like yep i'm breathing Mm. what happens if you actually listen to the answer And I think that is so cool. Like the way that I explain, like talking to a plant, right? Like paying attention to a plant, sitting, listening, directioning my attention towards this thing and listening to what comes. And when I say listening, like it could be literally what you're hearing, but maybe an image will pop up into your head or maybe, Mm. maybe a smell will remind you of something else and you'll start like creating symbols or connections but when I say like you can talk to your body like if you hurt your knee instead of saying like darn I hurt my knee I'm gonna ice it or stretch it which are both great things to do what would happen if you grounded yourself and closed your eyes and asked your knee what it needed Mm. because 
because I believe that our bodies, our, our physical bodies, mm-hmm. that it's impossible to disconnect your physical body from your emotional and spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. And something that I've learned about as a massage therapist is fascia, which um, is basically a connective tissue that encompasses or that covers all of your muscles, all of your organs, all of your bones. And when people first started doing dissections and learning about fascia, they thought that it was just kind of this, this layer that covered things. But they're learning that fascia is connected throughout your whole body. So, so the fascia that covers my shoulder girdle mm. is directly or distantly connected to the fascia in my ankle. Mm. Um, and so maybe if I asked my knee what it needed, it would say like, move your shoulder in a different way. Or maybe it would say, I just need you to be more soft with me. And people talk about injuries that you've had, like injuries, let's say like when I was 10, someone was bullying me and I ran away from the bully and then I tripped and I twisted my ankle. So not only is there a physical change in what's going on in my body and my muscle tissue, that muscle tissue holds the the emotional experience of what happened Mm. to me. And so starting to be in relationship, in present relationship with your body Mm. and not only help you like to move more fluidly and feel more comfortable in your body, but also help you to process things that you don't even know you need to process. And so anyways, coming back full circle to (laughs) to circus is, I think circus is just another way of communicating. There's so many, we communicate with our words, as you know, like you, we communicate with our body language, we communicate with our minds, we communicate through dance and through circus. And so circus is a place where you can be in relationship to other people, but also with yourself and try to find new ways of expressing yourself um, and telling stories. So That's really incredible. Everything that you just described is so like, whoa, out of this world. In my mind, I'm just like, how does the body even just work this way? It's so freaking intelligent. We have a lot of body workers in our community too, who in our mastermind, they've like, at different points, they've started talking about the fascia and they've started talking about how the connective tissue in the body like speaks to each other and like how it's not just like, you can't just fix one part of the body. It's like, you have to talk to the whole body, the whole experience. You've got to bring the whole body into it. And I just always think that conversation is so fascinating. And also it's so full of play and creativity. In our team, we have been diving and you and I have been diving into this too like the body as creative process thinking about the body and thinking about how just like the fascia is the connective tissue between all elements in the body I think about how the nervous system can almost be a connection between our ideas like how our like our our ability to respond to ourselves to develop that self-trust muscle on the inside through intuition and through saying yes to the small intuitive hits like 
go play today. Like go outside and go for a walk in the woods, like developing that self-trust in the small ways so that when it's time to like uh, dive into brand strategy or business strategy, or uh, it's time to make a cross country move or navigate a failure or whatever, whatever it is, like you have the muscle to be able to handle what your intuition is giving you. The body is creative process. Also thinking about the body as creative process in the realm of manifestation. So much of this work of like most people don't go into business to be business owners. They go into business to manifest a life for themselves, mm -hmm. to be very real. Like they want to have a freer schedule. They want to be doing work that they truly love. They want to be able to have um, more free connections with the people that they love and their family. They want to have more time and energy to expand upon. People go into business to manifest to make magic and yeah. we involve the body in that work. We, we involve plant allies and our intuition in that work. I feel like it's just an acceleration. Do you feel that way? Do you? Yes. Yes. And it, it makes me think about this imagery. I'm forgetting where it came from, but I did not come up with this, but the imagery of the human body and all its complexities as a microcosm for mm. like body of the universe mm -hmm. so, so all, of, all of like if think about the planet earth as a living breathing being yes. and each of us human beings on planet earth are perhaps little cells moving and working together trying to exist and thrive mm. and that imagery is so beautiful to me because if things are really moving together, if you have a fluidness, if you're following the natural flow of things, listening to your intuition, the result is beautiful. And bringing that to our bodies, our cells are regenerating on the yes. regular. We are constantly processing things and creating in that we are constantly creating and there's always space for newness we are never actually stuck even if it feels like we're stuck oh, yeah. so like the baby steps and the massive leaps are all so much a part of it and mm -hmm. I, yeah. I'm with yeah I love that when you were talking I had a, a short epiphany that when we really are trusting our connectedness we breed more connection that's abundance. Like we think that abundance is just the material possession, but it's really just an evidence of like, you are tapped into a bigger well, right? Like you, your body has allowed your body. And the, there's so many complexities to this conversation. So I'm not going to like go into that, but I'm going to acknowledge the complexities of race and class and all of those things. But there is like a magic that happens when the body is allowed to be and exist and that that magic is abundance and abundance is connection and when the body is traumatized we feel a sense of disconnection we feel a sense of like dislocation and not totally like fully supported and so I love like drawing those really beautiful distinctions that we are each allowed we were allowed to be connected to Mama Gaia. I mean, we already are. And sometimes it's like in quantum, like Deepak Shiver talks about it, but like quantum physics, 
sometimes like that the atom literally exists because it's observed. Our connection exists because they're observed. Our abundance exists because they're observed, right? And that's really, sometimes it's calming even if that abundance doesn't look like, you know, stacks on stacks and racks and racks and money in the bank. <laughs> sometimes it looks like, oh my God, I have so many dried beans in my cabinet. I have food for a month. I have so much rice. What? I can sustain myself. All these ideas like yes. <laughs> yes. And I love what you're saying. It's like sometimes sometimes a perspective shift is everything. And I and that doesn't mean like you shouldn't look at the bad stuff and like mm-hmm. only focus on the positive, but there is so much to be curious about. There is so much to appreciate even if it is a bag of beans. Like <laughs> You know, and it's all in the eye of the beholder. And for me, like being able to shift perspective has allowed me to see so much magic in the world. And because that is magic, like literally magic beans. Because you can, you can. I haven't heard. No, the beans and rice story. Come on. If you don't, I'm side eyeing you. (laughs) But, um, I I think like trusting yourself is like believing that you are magic just like Mm -hmm. everyone else and that that if you don't like where you are or you want something to change things are always changing and you can always find something to spark joy if you're looking for something to spark joy and that can be like the one thing that helps you to move through a dark space or like makes your happy bright space just all the more brighter. Mm, I love bright. it. <laughs> I love that. So one final thought that I had was Kat, if there is any kind of herb or something that is really can be really accessible to anybody because I feel like the earth gives us so much and we overcomplicate it sometimes like going to Whole Foods and we're like looking at the $29.99 bottle of dried something (laughs) in a capsule like is this gonna work for me what is one simple herb that we can turn to in this Scorpio season I think it's going to be post Mercury retrograde when this airs. <laughs> Give us some tips. How can we? Yeah, um, two really simple plant allies. I'm rosemary and thyme are coming to me. So just food as medicine. You know, like you don't need to have a tincture to take medicine. Your food is already medicine. So rosemary and thyme are really antimicrobial. They're supportive to the respiratory system. They're fantastic. And then another one as we're moving into the fall is just ginger. If you can get your hands on fresh ginger, you can make something called a decoction. So basically you just chop up your ginger root or you can shred it if you have a grater and then put about a quarter of a cup in three cups of water and let it simmer for 20 to 30 minutes, you will have the most delicious, spicy, potent, warming, boosting medicine, and it's accessible to everyone. I love that. 
I really love that. I love using ginger as a grounding medicine because I'm a triple air sign. So <laughs> Gemini sun, Aquarius moon, Libra rising. And sometimes I get a little trapped in the ether. So <laughs> ginger has been really helpful for bringing me down into my Taurus, Venus, Venus and Taurus and loving on myself. I really love that you suggested that. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, Kat, thank you so much for taking time with all of us and sharing your story and sharing your wisdom with us about how we can acknowledge ourselves as mirrors of the earth and the delight in all phases of what that looks like. I think um, it's so valuable to entrepreneurs, especially those in the healing spiritual space, which is min much, so much of our community, we can get caught up in vibe high forever and you'll get what you want. And, you know, it's, that's not, <laughs> that's maybe not sustainable. Maybe it is good to acknowledge that beautiful daily dying that we can embrace the shadow, the dark phases of the moon, so to speak. Yeah. So that we can really truly delight and find gratitude in the bright spaces. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sanjay, it is always such a pleasure talking with you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, take care and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Never at ease. I don't know a limit. Chasing the dream. I don't know what sleep. I got a queen. She let me to eat it. She break like a peach and she snapped me to snip it. We well overdue for that link up in person. Text me to fall through a spider. She wrote it. Still up with courage. You're doing a service. Pull up to the crib. I'm equipped with the blood strokes. Cutthroat from the low low when no love goes. When you play buddy, I can spin that. We looking at this stack. Thank you so much for listening to the Brave School Podcast. You can find us on the internet at braveschool.co. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at braveschool.co and find me, your resident story doula at the story doula on Instagram. I'm so excited to serve you. Thank you for being here, friend.